back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, talking about the Rangers' 4 nothing win over, well, they call it the Devil Rays today. I don't know if those uh, jerseys worked out for them. Mike Peasley now joining me from the Rangers Radio Network. And, uh, Mike, great to uh, get to visit with you. And, a, uh, I mean, after a weird ending to the Rangers' season, that's what they needed. A relatively, I mean, it's never, you just never know about the bullpen. But how about Montgomery? Uh, that, that was, uh, that was quite a performance. I was trying to think of like road postseason performances where that stacks up. And I, you know, obviously we think about the home one with Derek Holland, uh, which may be the, probably the greatest ever po- uh, postseason performance, or that has to be, but Jordan Montgomery, what he did today, uh, Mike, that was a, uh, that was pretty awesome. And it, quite honestly, it's how he's pitched a lot in recent weeks. That's exactly right, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me on today after a Rangers playoff victory. It had been a while since the Rangers have been in the postseason seven years, and then, you know, they, they kind of get their way in the way that they did, disappointing, as you said, uh, to not win the division. But uh, Montgomery, he just picked up where he's left off here. I mean, he, he's been great. And who would have thought when the Rangers made all those trades at the deadline uh, that we'd be talking about Jordan Montgomery being uh, the ace of the staff and pitching like an ace today. Uh, his stuff was so special. Uh, he, he had raised hitters so off balance, whether it was the curveball, uh, the changeup, you know, he was locating the fastball extremely well. He had those hitters in the palm of his hand today, and he's just been pitching like that really ever since, you know, the Rangers made the trade, a sub three ERA. And I think his last five starts, the ERA is under one. So, you know, it was kind of a no brainer for, for Bruce Bochy when he was thinking about, okay, who do I start in game one, Nathan Evaldi? Or do I go with a Jordan Montgomery? Montgomery is the guy that's been pitching the best for him. And, and he went out there today, and he just twirled an absolute gem. And it was a game offensively where the Rangers had, they had no problems with getting him on. They had a little difficulty getting him mm-hmm. in. Uh, but thanks to some, uh, you know, some shaky Rays defense, um, you know, it, it, was, it was a great performance today for the Rangers. Let's just put it that way after the way the regular season ended on Sunday. In front of just a massive crowd, right, at the drop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's got to be embarrassing for baseball to be on ABC. Here's our postseason product. Let's get this thing going. And the best thing they can show is like, oh, here's Dick Vitale. Uh, (laughs) You know, just like individual fans. Uh, They had one celebrity there. But like that whole upper portion, nobody was sitting up there. I'm just like. What kind of fan base is that? That that even and then I heard the announcer say, "Well, it is a, you know, it, it is a school day." It's like what? Mm-hmm. Like when yeah, has that was, ever been an issue yeah. in the in the in the postseason? Right, it's a school it's a school day in Minneapolis too, and I was watching some of the Twins uh, Blue Jays uh-huh. and uh, Target Target Field uh, is uh, pretty packed with the beams. But you know that that's that's the problem that you know Tampa has, and you know they get. Maybe if they're somehow able to get to like maybe an American League championship series, maybe then they can get a sellout. But you know, it's a nice <laughs> landing spot there for for the Rangers because you know yeah. it, it's not a hostile crowd, and you know the Rangers just go out there and you know, we get Jordan Montgomery to pitch like he does. Nineteen thousand fans sounds like about nineteen fans today. Yeah, and the Rays generally pretty good on defense, seemingly, and they booted the ball all around. 
I mean, you had outfielders kind of getting short hopped and then the balls popping up. And then, of course, they they chased that with a awful throw in, you know, airmails third base. So it was uh, – and that first baseman, Yandy over there, uh, that that's a rough scene. I mean, even even some of those that weren't errors, right? I mean, he can't doesn't get the scoop. He's he's not getting off the bag fast enough to. I'm trying to. Tavares had a hit over there, and then later I think maybe it was Carter. Yeah, but Carter. Who, did. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and he just couldn't. He's just not reacting. Um. Uh. Very quick the best, over they, there. Mostly, mostly the best thing I can say about Yandy Diaz at first base is Yandy Diaz is a really good hitter. <laughs> well, he's, he, he's not out there for his glove. Maybe sitting out that final day, you know, put him on ice because he was. Uh, he's baseball not... karma coming back at him. Huh? <laughs> baseball karma. All right. Oh yeah, oh for four over there, and uh, yeah, the uh, Rangers get the uh, win. Yeah, they, and they raw... look like you know. You mentioned they wore the Devil Rays uniforms. You remember how bad the Devil Rays were? I'm not yeah. sure if you want to go. You know, going back to that past. And that's the thing right now, Mosley. Tampa Bay, if you look back now, last year, remember they had that series against the uh, Guardians. In the two games, they scored one run in that game, and one of those games was a 15-inning loss. So let me do my math real quick. Here in the last three postseason games, 33 innings, they've scored a total of one run. One in the last 33 innings, in the last three games in the postseason for Tampa. That's amazing. So go get him, Nathan Evaldi, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Valdi on the mound. Go after them and uh, and see if you can keep them down. I, Araldis Chapman. You never know, man. When he's on, he's just so overpowering. Fourteen pitches, twelve strikes. I mean, I, the last. I mean, they were just they were just up there just swinging, weren't they? In those last couple yeah. of innings, like they were just like yeah. whatever. That was, that, was, that was a give up <laughs> from Tampa Bay today. Thank you very much. That was that yeah. was a give up. They had. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Imagine being a hitter. You're going from, you know, the soft stuff from the left side that you're seeing from Jordan Montgomery, you know, the 82-mile-an-hour curveball, the 80-mile-an-hour changeup. Oh, here's 102 in your eye hole. You know, that's, I mean, that, that, that's just the thing. So, you know, the Rangers were the aggressors today. I, I love the way that they played. You know, they, they, they were stealing bags early. They were the more aggressive of the two teams. And, you know, Tampa Bay looked like, you know, Tampa Bay, they were fighting with Baltimore to try to win the ALEs, but most likely they knew that, you know, they had a comfort level that they were going to be in the playoffs. And I think part of it may be that, you know, the Rangers have really been for the past, you know, two weeks have been playing playoff games where every game and every pitch has been so magnified. And I thought we saw that in today's game where the Rangers were the much sharper of the two uh, than Tampa Bay was, who as the Rays knew that they were going to be in the playoffs. The Rangers little, a little bit more of an edge to their play here today. Isn't that amazing that Evan Carter, you don't even bat an eye. You're like, get him no. in there. I mean, everybody yeah. just uh, uh, get him in the lineup. He makes a big play. I think that was the second inning, diving mm-hmm. catch, and he goes two for two, two walks, looked great at the plate, looked, you know, just totally in command out there. Yep. And what is he, 21 years old? Like 21, <laughs> yep. yep. Just a kid, just a baby. Just remarkable stuff. And, uh, and he's, I mean, it's just, you really can't. There'll come a time next year where you just can't ever get him out of the lineup. Now right. they'll still platoon him and maybe hit for him late in games, um, you know, when a lefty or whatever's out there. But it's uh, – uh, that, to, to me, watching him, that's been pretty neat. 
I mean, and that's just the thing. I mean, he came up here immediately, Matt, and it looked like he belonged. I mean, it, it, it didn't seem like, you know, he was a 21-year-old kid where, you know, his eyes were so big and, you know, he, he's such a humble guy. And he's just like, I don't know, I just go out there and, and play baseball and just do what I've always done. So, you know, just to have the confidence. And, you know, he's usually a center fielder moving over to left field. You know, he, he makes that big play there uh, in the second inning to, to help save a run. And then, you know, <laughs> they call him three and two because he draws the full counts. And what does he do? The first two at bats, he draws full count walks and, of course, gets the, gets the two doubles too. And, boy, for your first playoff game to have that kind of performance, uh, he's going to have a real nice dinner tonight. And he's going to feel real good about himself heading into game two tomorrow afternoon, that's for sure. All right, Mike Peasley joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Pease, what's your uh, – do you have a college football assignment this weekend? I always kind of like to see where you are. You have sideline duties at a lot of these games, and then sometimes I'll see on Facebook or Twitter, you know, a picture of kind of where you are uh, across the country. Uh, where do they have you this weekend? Uh, they've got me nowhere because uh, the Dallas Mavericks, I'm not sure if you know, uh, they're in Abu Dhabi, and uh, – we start some NBA preseason basketball this weekend. Oh, we got games wow. on a Thursday and Saturday. So we got Mavericks and Timberwolves. So uh, college football has to uh, take a step back now as uh, we're getting ready to go full-fledged uh, Mavs season beginning on Thursday morning. Hard to believe okay. that the NBA season's already here. Yeah, it is. Abu Dhabi, that's right. I saw some of the, I saw some of the uh, pictures as they head over there for a couple of games. I don't know what's the time over there. Like, is it uh, is that way off Let's, from ours, or um, not too it, bad? Because it, because the game is at eleven o'clock our time, and I think it's seven o'clock p.m. at their time. So we're looking at okay. what eight hours? They're eight hours ahead. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, that, that's that's good. I still would wish they would let you do your college. I know I know this has to be the priority, but I like seeing you out there on the road. I'd like to see you yeah. at a Baylor Texas Tech game, Joey yeah. versus Dave Aranda. Used to be on the Baylor staff. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. a fun game. Yeah. And this Texas OU thing, uh, Mike. That's uh, we're not used to seeing both teams being in this mm-hmm. kind of shape, right? Being ranked right. one third, one eleventh. Yeah, this undefeated. I don't think we've seen this since two thousand eleven. So should be a should be a fun day for college football Saturday. Absolutely, and it's going to be a beautiful day, too. The cold front's going to come through. I think the temperatures are going to be in the 70s. Uh, at the State Ferry, Spence College game day is going to be there. And you know Oklahoma remembers what happened to them last year at the hands of the Longhorns. Mm. So typically this is a game that is awfully tight, uh, awfully competitive, no matter what the rankings are, what, what, the, what the team's records are, last year notwithstanding, because that one was certainly – uh, an outlier in favor of the Longhorns. But that's going to be a real intriguing football game coming up Saturday morning at Cotton Bowl, that's for sure. Uh, well, how do you feel about Evaldi? You brought him up, been a great leader for this team. You know, has since he's come back, he's been shaky at times, like a lot of people on this pitching staff. What do you? How do you kind of feel going into the situation, this particular matchup tomorrow, 208? Because to me – this becomes hugely important to go ahead and get game two, get on out of there, because in that game three situation, uh, you forced at least a game three, but we know anything can happen in that situation. 
Yeah, and most likely, too, Matt, if you do go to game three, the Rangers probably would go back to Dane Dunning, who would be pitching on a three-days rest for the second consecutive start. So I think you would like to avoid that if possible. But, you know, Nathan Navaldi had a really good start against Tampa Bay earlier this year, but, again, that was pre-injury. The post-injury, he hasn't been himself. And, you know, a little bit better here in the last couple of outings coming down the stretch. So, the way I look at it tomorrow, Matt, can you get five innings? Can can Nathan Avaldi give me five innings of maybe, say, two-run baseball? Because behind him now, you've got arrested Andrew Heaney. You've got Josh Spores ready to go as well. And, you know, if needed, maybe even a Jose LeClerc if you need, a, uh, you know, an emergency inning to close things out. As you said, uh, he only threw 18 pitches. I think you want to stay stay away from Araldis Chapman because we have certainly seen uh, the struggles that he has had, particularly this year, of pitching on back-to-back days. But if you can get five out of Evaldi, you get a couple innings there uh, from, from Andrew Heaney. And then, you know, Spores and LeClerc close it out. And, you know, you see if the offense can do a little damage there against, uh, you know, Zach Eflin tomorrow. And, you know, maybe then we're, you know, they're all getting on an airplane and heading to Baltimore to get ready for the division series. But you're right. They definitely, they want to wrap things up uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. and not have a, not to have a, you know, a deciding game three where you're starting a pitcher on a short rest for the second consecutive start. Hey, by the way, seeing the Mavs and being around them, those Mavs rookies, like how much is going to be asked of those players? Like they, they seemingly, they need to step in and have pretty uh, important roles right away. You don't always want to have to lean on rookies, um, you know, like that. Uh, I, I'm just kind of curious as you kind of think about this lineup and what it's going to look like, um, are, you, are you feeling okay as we get closer to the season? Um, just always fascinating to watch these other things happen, see Dame end up with Milwaukee, see these trades, and then kind of to think, okay, how do the Mavs fit into all of this? As we get, a, mm-hmm. as you did your uh, duties the other day, like media day, what, what what kind of vibe did you get from being around this team? I think there's there's still some uncertainty about you know what this team is going to be. Obviously, we know what this team's weakness was. Uh, it was defense and rebounding. Uh, so that's why you go out there, you get a lively, you go get an Omax that, that you know can, that can defend as well. That's why I think this preseason, the Mavs have four preseason games uh, coming up. I think it's these games take on a little more importance than you know normal preseason games when you kind of figure out what your rotation is going to be. Uh, I think you know Jason Kidd is going to mix and match just to see you know how does Lively play alongside uh, you know Luca and Kyrie and you know Tim Hardaway Jr. and you know what where Maxi Kleba is going to fit in. You know what Omax can do as well, but. I think those guys are going to help. I mean, Lively is just, you know, he's just a rim protector. I mean, he's 7-1, and he is so yeah. long, and that is certainly something the Mavericks have desperately needed, really, ever since, you know, Tyson Chandler left. Uh, so I'm really intrigued here. They, usually I don't get too wrapped up, Matt, in preseason basketball. It's like, get me to the regular season. This mm-hmm. preseason, though, I think it takes on a little more importance just to see exactly what the Mavs have in these guys and, you know, how the young guys integrate. Uh, you know, alongside Luca and, and Kyrie and some of the other veteran guys. All right, uh, Twins up three to one, uh, end of six. Okay, going to the seventh inning in Minneapolis. Uh, twins up three to one in that one. And uh, Pease, we lost a great friend in uh, Frito. I, I, I almost have to keep saying this to make it true. It's, you know, extremely sad for us. I'm trying to kind of work through this and 
you know, we did get an extra three years with him after just a horrible episode that he had with his heart and just a lot of things he went through. And we, you saw him. He wasn't quite himself, at least physically. Yeah. Mentally, he was still there, still funny, still, you know, and I just have been struck by how many different, whether it be young people, guys our age, he just impacted so many people, radio, out in Allen, the ticket, obviously you and I at ESPN 103.3, and then guys that are out at that freak now. Um, I, I just was um, – he, he really did make a huge impact, and I, I still can't believe he's gone, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up our good friend uh, uh, who, we, uh, who we lost on uh, Sunday evening. Yeah, it was it was really tough to uh, you know wake up to that news um, here a couple of days ago because you know he he had just had a birthday just just a few days ago because I think his birthday is about three days before mine so you know reached out to him and you know wished him a happy birthday and it's just it's it is so devastating because as you said he was a guy that you know impacted a lot of people you know he was big with with Special Olympics and you know ever mm-hmm. since you know the, the the incident that that he had. You know, I, we were the, we were worried that we were going to lose him then, and then, you know, yeah. like seemingly everything was was okay, and it was just kind of a, you know, it was a huge body blow just just to read that news. So uh, he's mm-hmm. desperately missed. And let me tell you my favorite Frito story, just because I have, the, I have my daughter in the car with me. Uh, she yeah. turned one, and we invited some of the uh, coworkers over to her first birthday party, and Frito was one of them. So Frito's gift to my one-year-old daughter was a 7-Eleven gift card. I imagine he was driving to the house. He's like, I don't have a gift for this kid. What am I going to get her? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a 7-Eleven. So we stopped mm-hmm. at the 7-Eleven, got her a 7-Eleven gift card. I'm like, I don't remember anything else that my daughter got for her first birthday, but I certainly remember Frito giving her a 7-Eleven gift card. So we <laughs> laughed about that uh, for forever. It's <laughs> 7-Eleven gift card. So, uh, yeah. again, Frito was the best and, you know, no one ever said a bad thing about that guy. And again, we are going to miss him terribly here. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. He used to be, he used to manage and work at convenience stores, like right when he got out of college at SFA. So it's seven 11 card. Yeah. He had a hookup, he had a hookup, right? He didn't even, he didn't even buy that gift card. I'd kind of like to know what you got for your daughter at the seven 11 as a one-year-old. I think maybe that'd been a good time to check out that first seven 11 hot dog or something along those lines. <laughs> Nothing better than giving a one-year-old girl a seven 11 hot dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I started pretty early on those, by the way, in Kaufman County, but, uh, and those nachos, some of that ballpark nachos that they would have with the cheese, uh, had been around oh, for sure. a little bit. But sure. uh, well, Mike, have a have a good call, man. I was ready to to lock in on college football. You're right. Um, Mavs are starting up Abu Dhabi. Uh, here it comes, and uh, uh, appreciate your versatility. Straight from baseball to basketball, and we'll be listening to you on the Mavs Radio Network. Thank you for doing this. Hey, you bet. Always great touching base with you, Mosley. Have a great day. You bet. There he goes, Mike Peasley. Rangers Radio Network.